Here we are. Welcome to another episode of the Jay and Rob Toy Show, or as I like to call it, Monday Night Macaloo. I am one of your hosts, Rob McCallum, a.k.a. Rob McZob, and I am joined alongside your other co-host for this evening's entertainment and festivities, Mon Frere Extraordinaire, Stadium J, Collector J, Toy Mania J, whatever his handle is this week, Mr. J Bartlett. Here he is. Why can't I just be Jay? Why do I have to be Stadium Jay? Can you, you are. Hear me? You are just Jay. I don't want to be any kind of weird. You know, I just want to be Jay. Just you are. You are Jay. just Jay. But well, I like to spice it up a bit. I like to add a little bit of seasoning, a little bit of zest on top of it for anybody that likes, you know, a little something on top. Just, just a little, little dabble of something, and that's what they get with my introductions, whether it's you or not. They get just a little bit on the top. Whether they need it or not, they get it. How much uh, coffee have you had today? Oh, I'm just on my first cup, but I got to go in. I really like a lot. <laughs> You've had a couple, have you there? I've had a few pots. Why haven't any of you had? You got some? You want one? I got some here. Come on Actually, over. You know what? I haven't had coffee today, and that's what I, I feel so off because I haven't had like anything. Oh, so. those are those are slow days, my friend, when the coffee isn't pouring, and you're just like, why am I so sluggish? Just can't get Even worse, into the groove. Have you ever had too much coffee? So we're oh. like, okay, you know, it's like six o'clock. I'm going to get going again. So you, you get uh, some coffee down and it doesn't do anything, but gives you gut rot. You're like, oh, come on. Man. I get the pounding headache with coffee. I start usually in the morning, fresh pot. I have one right around lunchtime. And then it's a toss up between one after dinner or one in the evening. So I skip dinner. Here I am ready to go. Coffee is fueling us. How is everybody doing out there tonight? Looks like we are live on Facebook, both the Action Figure Adventure page, my writer-director page on Facebook, as well as YouTube. Give us a shout, say hello. We're going to start things off with our icebreaker. Of course, Jay, you do have you have no idea. You have no idea what this is going to be. It's always the best and the worst. Um, it's Christmas time. We we talk about you know what are our favorite christmas memories all the time it's a it's a go to topic in the world of toys what did you tear open and find i want to put a little twist on the christmas discussion okay you've seen the rudolph rankin and bass stop motion cartoon from back in the day one of my favorites man one of my favorites yeah. so the question to you is when you think of your collection it's a two parter when you think of your collection and then also what you think of toys in general what toys are part of the island of misfit toys that you have? So a very oh. memorable part in the film, you know, Rudolph visits <laughs> the island of misfit toys, basically the castaways where they don't feel they're part of anything, but they're all kind of good in their own unique way, but they sure. didn't really fit with the whole picture. What in your collection is kind of like that? What a great question. The recently acquired Inhumanoid uh, Earth Core, which are the heroes. Dude, those are some of the worst action figures of all time. And everyone who's watching, Inhumanoids is a great show, but the toy line is not so great. So the guys are in these uh, exosuits. Think of them as like Ghostbusters, but they kind of go into the Earth and hunt elementals and stuff like that. But anyway... If you didn't watch the cartoon, you wouldn't know. And you take their helmets off, and they have these little tiny heads, and they just look ridiculous. And they have the old-school Kenner articulation, so they just move like Fisher-Price or Star Wars characters. Um, yeah, for sure, the the four doctors from Inhumanoids, man. What about you? Well, my pick goes back to actually a reoccurring theme all week for me. And that's... Um, it's a toy line that you and I both love, and you had the stuff right away of course because your mom you know as soon as you showed interest in something she wanted to support what you loved and for me i think the misfit toys and some may disagree but it's captain power oh. i think <laughs> what <laughs> you giving me flack already there captain power no they're awful they're so awful man but they're also good at the same time right no, they're like not. They're not i good. love the three and three quarter inch scale it's got that gi joe vibe but it's also like that cool space high tech feeling to it the technology didn't always work. I, I honestly, I love it. It was one of those lines that I fell in hard, fast, like right after kind of Masters was fading out. 
Mind you, that love didn't stay too long because as soon as Turtle started coming out, it was like Captain Power kind of went to the wayside. But man, Captain Power is, is certainly an island of misfit toys, but I've always liked weird stuff like that, be it games or toys. It's it's always been about the oddities for me. And and what a what a strange show. I mean, that was definitely not for kids. That show is very dark and it's actually quite terrifying. Like in humanoids, there's two right there that are shouldn't have been marketed for kids, but they were. Maybe that's why we turned out this way. What do you think? Uh, yeah, <laughs> post-apocalyptic toy lines have shaped us who we are. It's a dystopian society. Here we are, 2020, we got our wish. Uh, topic number one is a suggestion that you came up with uh, three or four weeks back. And I really didn't know how to kind of go about it, frankly, because there's so many good answers. And so I've held off until I thought we could really light our darkest hour. And this is, of course, about play sets and the play sets that they should have made. But I've also got a couple little twists on that as well as I do. But let's start with your initial seed here. When we're talking about playsets, Jay, what are some of the playsets you think that they should have made when it comes to all toys and fandom and action figures and everything out there? What are, what are we missing? We are missing a proper, I would say, Star Destroyer. Uh, now, they attempted to do this. I think it was from the Empire line, so it would have been 8081. Um, and the central compartment of this chamber is uh vader's chamber where he goes into meditate or whatever he does and that's like the focus of the star destroyer then there's just these two little pits and that's about it there's one gun it's just this really bizarre do you know what i'm talking about that thing yep. i'm talking about yeah yeah i mean that that thing is it's like uh, the bridge almost yeah it's just uh it's not cool i would like to have seen a proper star destroyer um and some say the Death Star is improper. I think the Death Star is great. But something along those lines, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. For me, uh, you know, I, I actually have a list of like four or five, but some of them on the Star Wars side, since you're bringing up Star Wars already, I don't know if they've made them or not. So maybe you can do a, a verification check with me. All mm -hmm. right. So did they ever do a proper Phantom Menace final battle at Theed? You know, with like the oh. pit where Darth Maul goes down and Qui-Gon yeah. and Obi-Wan. I feel like there's some iteration of it. I don't know if it's just Lego. There's or, something, yeah. Or if there's an actual proper one that's out there. I can't quite remember. I think that there is, but again, it looks almost like the Death Star and that it's a vertical slice. But I can't yeah. quite remember, to be, to be honest. Um, similarly, the Yavin 4 ceremony room. At the end of episode four, did they ever make anything like that? No, and see, I would prefer that to the Taint of Four blockade that we're getting the corridors. I would prefer the ceremony room. I think that would be sweet, man. Well, but, cool, I mean, the cool thing like, about the ceremony room is it's almost like the early bird set, right? Like you have the steps; it's like built for display, and you can yeah. army build the entire audience. If you look at it from a child's point of view, who's actually playing with this stuff in the eighties and seventies. Um, I mean, you know, it's a ceremony room. It's boring, right? It's one of the most unexciting parts of the film to a kid, I would say, because there's not a lot of action, right? They get their medals and then they stand there and people clap, right? Um, as an adult collector, heck yeah, I would love to see one right now. I think it would be fantastic. I'm going to write Hasbro. I'll be right back. Now, I, like I said, I did have a bunch of other ideas. I think the dumbest one I had... Oh, and I had one star, one more Star Wars one. Is that Did they ever make like Uncle Owen's farm like proper? I don't believe so. Um, I don't recall... Like, in my mind, I don't, I don't remember it. Going back to Feed, what's funny about that is that they made the Geonosian Arena, which was the climax of Attack of the Clones, and they made Mustafar something... Yeah. So they, they had to have made feed. There has to be something. I can't, I just can't visualize yeah. it for some reason. I can't. I, I want to say it's like a vertical slice, like the Death Star. I remember yeah. something about it when I was looking up Star Wars play sets for action figure adventure because I wanted to include some of the newer stuff. But I, I, I'm drawing a blank right now, as I, I tend to do when we start rolling, of course. Um, probably maybe the coolest but dumbest idea for a play set that I had Fortress of Solitude. I mean, you know, that's, you know what I mean? Like, it's cool, yeah. but it's not like really a play set. I mean, unless you're going to do like a Superman 2 with Zod in there. It would be good now as an adult collector. And I'm sure there's been Fortress of Solitude 
models and playsets and stuff like that. But again, for a kid, yeah, it's kind of like I remember uh, what was the line from Mego like in the mid seventies? The three point, no, no, the three the three point seven five ones. But I had Wonder Woman, and I actually had the Invisible Jet. <laughs> Invisible Jet is like so stupid, right? Because it's literally a translucent see through, yeah, uh, jet. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like that. I don't, I don't know, man. I would like to see that because it's kind of equivalent to the Batcave. Although, from what I remember, Superman didn't do a lot of fighting in his fortress, right? Because it was secret and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's the Fortress of Solitude. He wants to be alone in it. Yeah. So, so don't don't play set it up. Leave him alone, man. Well, but it's a cool display piece, and I'm not thinking about kids. I mean, kids are secondary. You know, let let's make it about us because yeah. we're talking about what we want right now. Uh, did you have any other ones on your list? Because I have two other ones. One that I didn't even think of until I started, you know, actually putting thought for the episode. And then one that obviously was like a no-brainer. One they didn't make. I just keep coming back to days, but that's never going to happen. But like actual lines. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, settings. No, you go. Give me a second to think there. Okay, I'll give you the obvious one. And that's the Palace of Eternos. For masters, oh, so like sure. the royal palace, you know, throne room and whatnot. And there's a fair number of scenes that take place within that setting too. So even if it was just like the hallway and the king and queen's chairs, and maybe like in a like a joining room, like man at arms, like workstation or something like that, and you know, some sort of other vehicle bay beside it, like something super simple, but just a setting. It doesn't have to have a ton of wacky features, but just a familiar setting that you're used to seeing that the you know yeah the players the figures can congregate. I mean, going along those lines, I, I would like to have seen a proper Fright Zone because that thing is terrible. It's like one of the worst yeah. play sets of all time. And the way that the Fright Zone looks in Shira cartoon is just incredible, right? Yeah. So you could easily have done like a Castle Grayskull front, right? Like Hordax yeah. Castle. I don't know what it's called off the top of my head, but um, the Fright Zone. They could have done something like that instead of having the gimmicky, uh, you know, sectars puppet thing. Right. They could have just had, I, I would have just been happy with just a nice wall, you know, a giant wall. Yeah, exactly. You're still drawing a blank or where, where are you at? Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. All right. So my last one that I thought would have been really cool, especially if it would have came out like in 89 or 90, 91, would be Arkham Asylum. That would be cool. Yeah. Because then you could not only have the, the, the playability and the collectability to stock every cell with a different villain from Batman's Rogue's Gallery. You could have different like escape from Arkham features and like imprison features. There could, there's so many things that you that you could do for that. I really like that that Batman set that you sent me a picture of the other day. Oh, the, the five points Mezco from '66. Yeah, the '60s Batman. That was really super cool, man. And. It's not often that you get stuff like that that comes with like the lion's share of characters, right? You usually get like yeah. one character with it. It came with, I think, most of the main ones anyway. I think there's seven. So there's Batman, Robin, Alfred, all with switchable heads and costumes for, by the looks of it. Yeah. Catwoman, Riddler, Penguin, and Joker. You know, so seven figures, the Batmobile, and the cardboard diorama display for 130 bucks. It's it's pretty good deal. Motu Joe's watching. Thanks for watching, Joe. Uh, he said the mask air transport would be a great place. Said he said a few super fans have built one, which sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah, that would be neat. Um, oh, there you go. Along those lines, Joe, you just made me think of um, cobras. I don't know what they're. Uh... That big flying, um, it's almost like they're flying aircraft carrier. Yeah, like hovercraft thing. Yeah, that thing, like would be shields sweet. thing. Like yeah. the thing. Yeah, that would be really, really cool, man. I mean, if you if you're gonna make the defiant the flag, if you're if you're putting in millions and millions of dollars just to design this, then I don't think something like that's too outlandish. That would be really cool. Now, I wanted to actually switch gears a bit with playsets and talk about playsets that were made, but that were not part of the show or the movie. And the first thing that comes to mind is the Droid Factory. The Droid Factory is loosely based off the inside of the Sandcrawler. Um, right, but... Lo loosely based. Like, it's like one of the floors. Like, it's supposed to be kind of like the interior of the Sandcrawler. Um, yeah, and that thing got recycled, man. Have you ever seen the Jabba the Hutt? Uh, it's called like Jabba's Dungeon or something. It's the same thing, but it doesn't come with anything cool. So it's just like this ramp. And they put like uh, EV99 and 88 
on the box. It's like, what are you supposed to do with this thing? It's so terrible. Well, it's just there, right, to fill the gap. Everybody wants to be able to recreate every scene in Star Wars. Uh, now that I'm getting into a little bit of Star Wars collecting reluctantly because of Mandalorian, it's like, okay, you can look back at all the proper releases, and people usually kind of start with one scene or the core characters. You can't just have, you know, Han. you got to have Han and Luke and Leia, and then Chewie, yeah, of yeah. course, if you've got yeah. Han. And then, of course, you need the Falcon, and then Obi-Wan Kenobi, and then Vader, and couple stormtroopers so like you get the core characters but then you need to have one of those sets so that you can kind of put them in or play with them or display them like we do we, we don't play of course not we would never play we play well i mean you have you have kids so yeah like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's my kids yeah like we've always talked about yeah, you have yeah. an excuse whereas if i'm sitting there playing with these and other people are going to call the cops on me right so i don't yeah. let anyone see my playtime it's 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 all about the kids. That's that's why I collect toys and and buy, buy toys. Of course, that's, that's, my, that's, my I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Uh, the other one for Masters fans is the slime pit. Now, if Joe's still watching, uh, correct me, Joe. I don't think that made an appearance anywhere. Uh, it's certainly not in the cartoon show, but no, it, was, yeah. it was like in a mini comic, maybe after the fact. I don't remember it in any of the comic runs on the Star side. Certainly not in the DC Masters stuff. Uh, but that was another one that, again, was super cool, but like it doesn't actually, you know, touch anything of the the canon, you know, for what kind of canon connections there are for Masters of the Universe. And that honestly is still one of my favorite play sets of all time. And what, what did the slime do that it went over the character and wasn't it like it wasn't like a truth serum kind of thing or was it like no, it's it, like a mind control kind of thing. Right, so yeah, okay. like most recently PowerCon released Horde Zombie He-Man. So. It's essentially He-Man has been dipped in the you know slime pit. He's been covering him, and now you know he's under Hordak or Shadow Weaver's control. However you want to look at it. So, sure. uh, Danny Valente, hey, thanks for checking in, Danny. I'm glad you were able to uh, catch us. Uh, and man, I love a lot of the content you submitted for Action Figure Adventure for the after show. And he's talking about Centurion Sky Vault is a cool playset. Right. Play uh, Motu Joe talks about the Robin Hood reuse of the Ewok village. This is true. Kenner did a lot of that kind of stuff. I think there was a couple of vehicles, some hook stuff too, I think originated in some other lines as well. And the old, the old, the old label slap. Yeah. Know? Yeah. The old rework and even uh, the star Wars cantina, not the cantina adventure set with blue snag, but the actual proper one was reused in real West. Yeah. The, the, the Western line that Kenner did as well. Uh, Tommy says Eternia playset. Of course, that's the biggest one, right? That was never really connected to anything in the show. When you think, at least when I ever thought of the Eternia playset, when I first heard of it, I actually thought it was the Palace of Eternos. You know, I didn't know that it was called Eternos, the palace as a kid. I thought, okay, Eternia is always this one shot that they cut to, and it's the palace area, like where, you know, Adam right. and Tila are. And I thought that's what it was going to be. But instead, we got this like Thundercats inspired like central tower that connected to these other two towers that were vaguely like, you know, snake mountain and gray skull. Well, that reminds me of snake mountain. How, when we got snake mountain, it didn't look like snake mountain. I mean, yeah. you, you did have this snake, but even at that, it was green. Like it looked nothing like the snake mountain in the cartoon, the snake wraps around the entire mountain, right? Where we just got this little kind of snake sticking out. I never did understand the design of that. I think I, it's I, awful. Yeah, I think they tried to explain in a way, Motu Joe or Tommy, who's watching on YouTube, maybe one of you guys could chime in and correct, but I believe it came with a mini-comic, or there was a mini-comic that talked about Skeletor reworking what Snake Mountain looked like, which we knew from the Filmation show, right. into this new thing to make it more frightening, or something along those lines. The new... Uh, one that's being released by Super 7, the Classics version, talks about Skeletor using the Golden Discs of Knowledge to you know, create this fortress, uh, I suppose. But I mean, it's all kind of a loose working situation. And see, that's totally cool with me. As long as there's some kind of explanation for us to follow and understand, instead of getting something that looks nothing like what we watch every day, you know, it's like, this doesn't look like Snake Mountain at all. So let's get down to the nitty gritty, Jay. The real question that we're dancing around, okay? What are... <laughs> no, not Boba Fett. Let's talk about the top three play sets we still want in our collection. This is the big question. I mean, you don't talk about play sets that they should have made if we're not sure. going to talk about the ones that we wish we still had. Oh, okay. I, yeah, that's easy for me. Well, I'll... go ahead. You go with one, and then I'll go. Do you, you got three in mind? I, I do have 
three, two for sure. So I'm going to start off with uh, Sectar is the Hive. Okay, that was my hipster answer. Yeah, that's definitely my hipster answer. Um, and this play set, I've only seen it, I think, once in, in my time. And it's nothing super great. Um, where the Hive shines is the sheer size of it. It literally towers. And it's just like uh, plastic on the front. And there's a lot of cardboard applications on the back. It's not very sturdy. And if you guys know Sectars, they're 6.5 inch figures, right? They're gigantic. So this thing has to be able to house them. But uh, yeah, man, I always wanted it. I just think it would just, you know, you would walk into, uh, you know, a collector's room and see the hive and you're like, wow, okay, that's pretty badass, man. Danny, that's pretty cool that you just got the firehouse today. It was definitely one that was on my list. I was able to get a shell of one from our good friend, uh, Glenn Stanway. It is not complete in any sense, but it's awesome for my kids to play with. Uh, <coughs> my daughter loves using the elevator to go up and down. I'm thinking that the sail barge is still tops on my list. Yeah, that thing is sweet. Um, you know, like it is just a massive playset. It is meant for adult collectors. I, it's it, the price doesn't phase me. The price didn't phase me when it came out. And even though it's like you know double or triple now, I still think it's one of the coolest playsets ever. And I, even though I'm not a big Star Wars collector, and I'm really focusing on some Mandalorian stuff, yeah, the sail barge feels like it has to be one of those those pieces that's a part of any cool collection that's on display it is the the only problem i have with the sail barge is it doesn't follow the same kind of legendary status as something like the flag and i say that only because it wasn't readily available in stores right so i think if they put it in stores uh, i mean you know it was obviously successful because it was funded but i would really have loved to seen that um in stores but I, i'm with you i'm not going to steal your answer but i would definitely like to get one of those two men so what's another one on your list then <sighs> i know what number one is um black star ice castle i see i was gonna go that was my super sub hipster answer but i think I'm, <laughs> i think i'm gonna go with that and what's funny about the black star castle is that it's just like the hive it's literally like very cheap plastic. There's not a lot to it. But that um, box art for the hive alone is wicked. Yes. So I'll I'll do the Black Star Castle for number two. And it, you know my number one, but we'll no, I don't. That. I don't know what your number one is. <clears throat> you want me to go? Well, I guess I'll say my number two. My number two, along with the sail barge, is the Legacy Falcon. I'd settle uh, for the Galaxy's Edge Falcon, I guess. But yeah. probably the Legacy Legacy Falcon. <laughs> So for everyone watching, the Legacy Falcon came out in 2008 originally, and it's um, the first Millennium Falcon that was actually to scale to the 3.75-inch figures. Um, and it's got all of the compartments, the smuggling compartments, the training area, the, the chessboard. It's got everything, and it's the proper size. The Kenner one was fantastic, but it was scaled uh, quite a bit smaller than what the Falcon actually was. But this one is the actual size, and this thing is fantastic. It's actually upstairs in my house on my table in one of the rooms, and it takes up the entire table. You can't even really put a drink on the table because the falcon is – that's where the falcon sits. So yeah. I, I always thought it was silly that you put it on the coffee table, which is, of course, the go-to place to either you know kick your feet up or put a drink down, put a you know the remotes down or a game controller. Like It's just there. It's actually becoming, sure, a central – you know, looking piece because it kind of draws you in in the room, yeah. but it makes that whole space concept. You know, if you've seen my house, do you not know that I don't care about that? What is important is the display piece. So that table now houses the Falcon. I don't care if it's not functional for my drinks; it houses the Falcon. So, so, yeah. so then, what is your number one answer then, Jay? Where where are you going with number one tonight? Let's play a little game here. Uh, you'll probably be able to guess. I'll give you a few clues. 1985. Okay. Kenner. Okay. Gas station. Okay. Boulder Hill. <laughs> okay. That's my number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the TV show called Mask. Do you remember Mask? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was scrolling through Instagram today, guys, and... Uh, oh, no. What are you going to say? And 
I follow Jinx Esports, of course. That's where action figure adventure can be seen. Here we go. Here we go. And I see the big hero doing a big <laughs> commercial on action figure adventure. Nobody called me for the damn commercial. Oh, no. What's the matter? You're just in the show. Don't worry about you. You're only the lead singer. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just the out of focus guy in the background. It's all right. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love your your uh, announcer voice. It's so good. So what's gonna happen in episode two? Will Jay do this? Will Jay do that? It's good, man. Tune in live on Jinx Esports TV. And you got a point, or does it? Yeah, tune in. You got a point. You got to always. Do anyway, so guys, check out. Uh, if you're not following Jinx Esports, do it on Instagram. You can see Mr. McZob do his uh, his announcer voice. It's really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm pre- I mean, it was uh, one of those contractual things, but obviously you want to help, you know, the, the broadcaster that's picking up your show as much as you can. And, you know, it took a minute and a half to record each of those and put it together and get it out there. So yeah, Jinx Esports TV, of course, the Canadian home of action figure adventure. And I should say a lot of you out there are wondering, Hey, where can I watch action figure adventure outside Canada? Well, we're still looking for that north american home that u.s home the mexico home south america is still kind of getting sorted same with europe and asia it's all happening and of course they're good friends and australia we want to make sure that you guys can watch the show natively but kickstarter backers are loving it so far which is great we're having a lot of people reach out saying that they're enjoying what's going on and i think that we're the week by week rollout that we're doing jay has actually been really building a lot of the anticipation and the suspense <coughs> To get like, oh, what's going to happen next? And then they got to wait six days. I think that was a way better decision than like, here's all 10 episodes at once. Binge, oh, yeah. binge. This whole binge culture, man. You know, I'm not I'm not a fan of that. I think we need to savor this stuff, right? It's clearly it took us a long time to make and there's a lot of love in it. And yeah, it's, you know, one of the biggest compliments we got, at least I took it so, was um, I can't remember who said it. They said, now, you know, every Friday I have Mandalorian to look forward to and action figure adventure the same week. I was like, oh, my God, like comparing yeah. us to the Mandalorian. Well, it's just on their slate. They're not comparing us to the Mandalorian. And we're not. We're no, not. No, no, they are. No, 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 they are. They are. Yeah, yeah. They are. We're not. I, I got Favreau on the line after. So Favs. What's up, buddy? Mikey. Hey, big winner. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you brought up actually the second topic. So you're getting two topics this week, apparently. I don't know how that worked out. And uh, there's, of course, a popular meme going around. And this is something that we played all, a lot of the time. And I think we talked about it on our last live stream. So we don't have to get super deep. If, if you were an action figure, what three accessories would you come with? I've seen this around. And you know what, man? We talked about this like 10 years ago so i we get credit for that we originated this okay so three accessories yeah three accessories sure easy um clothes don't count right like actual just accessories well so like the, you could have like your satchel bag as an accessory if you really wanted but the eddie vetter jacket would automatically uh, just I'm, be I'm, on there i think we should actually twist the meme around like we always twist things around and you sure. should say what i come with and i should say what you come with oh okay yeah Okay, so three, you would come with, it just pops in my head. Um, what just popped in there? I couldn't help it. That old school, like, director megaphone thing from, like, the old-timey <laughs> movie sets. Oh, my God. You would have one of those 100% for sure. Um, you would have the sort of power, Masters of the Universe, Okay, so are you going like fantastical elements then, like uh, based on the stuff we like? Or are, we, are you talking about like it's the action figure adventure action figures wave one, J? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like mixing reality with fantasy. So you come with a, what's that thing called? Director's Bullhorn? What is that? It's just like a megaphone. Yeah. Megaphone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> something so, i've never used in my life but i'm coming with it no problem go well, ahead well because you on. don't need you don't need one because you well, are then why would i have one jay why would okay, i have so that and what was the other thing i said i already forgot oh sort of power the sort of power and your third <laughs> tough one tough one what would be the third accessory oh oh man I hate oh. That jerk. um oh what is it gonna be What's that third accessory? I would, like, I would, I would say guitar, but I mean that hasn't been a thing for a while. Um, oh, oh, what's it gonna be? 
Bill Ma is chiming in, chiming in with camera. Camera. No, no, no. Are you allowed to come with the van? Like this? Okay, this is a secondary question I was going to get to later on, but you, you, you figure out what you want to do. I was going to say, do we play like we're exclusive figures and we're part of a playset or a vehicle? Okay, yeah. I got it. I got it. I would say I'm going to step it up a notch, and I would say that you would come with Dave. Dave would be like snarf to you, so you would have like <laughs> Dave Barrett, our, our our camera yeah. fella. Yes. So you would have that companion character that would come with you. So you'd have Dave. And he would have definitely some kind of collar and leash around his neck. Okay, that's not right, Dave. Get over here. Yeah. Okay, are you ready for this? Because Jordan Morris, who's watching this right now, has chimed in with his his options. He said, snap on, off, long hair, short hair, and beard. (laughs) Sheet or iconic pop culture stickers for my (laughs) t-shirt. That's and, good. And the Ruton vehicle playset, which is essentially the van from Nintendo Quest. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> took Jordan all of a good 10 seconds to figure out what, what should what I should cover. So it's a sheet of stickers basically to have different decals on uh on me. So or oh yeah. oh Tommy is saying we should have the Thunderhawk from the movie poster for action figure adventure. That would be a good pack-in. Could do that. That is good, but that's the deluxe mail away. Tommy, well, I think I think to to switch over here, Jay would come exclusively with heroes and the Brom Wiseman pack in character. So it'd be Jay and, and Brom almost as a two pack, and Jay would come with uh, he'd come with definitely a large coffee, like a large black coffee, and. <laughs> It never gets more than three quarters empty before it gets thrown out. It's just a large black coffee that he has to have for sure. It'll come with his iPad because he's gotta he's gotta do his checklist. He's when gotta... was that? Twenty thirteen? I don't carry an iPad anymore. You do. I don't I don't carry it anymore. Well you like, do in this iteration. I don't have this old iPad. I don't carry it around. Anyway, fine, go ahead. Okay, okay. What else do you got to say? Because I thought it was my turn to talk. Oh, yeah. no, the star wants the camera, ladies and gentlemen. Here I'll, he tell is. You, I'll tell you Here the is. three proper accessories after you're done. Oh, so I bet ahead. you will. And I'll tell you how you got me wrong all the way as well. No way. You got the van. Back to me. It's my show. Um, so you get a large cup of coffee. You get an alternate jacket to go inside, outside, because you're always changing your clothes for every store that we go to. And you get napkins for your hands. You get... <laughs> You get your little napkins because when you get nervous, you fold, bend, especially McDonald's napkins. Those are those are the the proper cleaning. Wow. Hey, let me tell you something. Since the the plague is hit, I don't touch anything anymore, man. So that habit is long gone, dude. Long gone. Okay. Okay. I miss, so I miss it though. What are what are the proper accessories that you think that you get? Indiana Jones satchel. Ugh, that's part green, of you. That's part of the mold. Green <clears throat> green bladed lightsaber. And of course, I would come with Liam. There you go. Oh, really? It would be like Mutt and Junkyard. Is that like your uh, three-quarter coffee right there? Yes. Okay, so here's what Jordan Morris says. He says, glasses, box to unbox, <laughs> rocket launching drum kit, exclusive mail-away alternate <laughs> waist and haircut. So good. So <laughs> good. I like the swappable head, the, the alternate exclusive mail-away head. Oh, that's, freaking, that's good, dude. Jordan, Jordan, come Jordan's on. way better at this game. <laughs> He's way better at this game than we are. This is, this is fantastic. This is good. Oh, that was good. The racist haircut. I, 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 I'm not going to apologize for that. Who there's no apology necessary, you know? Just it's you do what uh, the ladies tell you to do, and that's okay. It's the path to least resistance. She didn't like my hair. She's like, I really wish you'd cut your hair. So I'm like, okay, darling, I'll cut my hair for you. Jeez. Well, the best part is that's a question and a request that the ladies have had of you for many years. Ever ever since spoon ring, you've been cutting your hair short for the ladies. I have shorty back, long back, shorty back, long back. No, never again. No, that's those days are done. Yeah, those days are done. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> so melodramatic. I love Tell it. Tell me the hunter. 
Oh, he's back, the hunter, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, I wanted to play a little bit of a guessing game since we've put out five or six episodes now, both on YouTube where some people are watching it on Facebook, of course, but we've also take the audio, we rip it, and we put it on our podcast section as well. So, Jay, having fun with you, and basically as a way to say thank you for everybody that's listening to our audio shenanigans, what do you think our, our top three countries are for listening to our show, and what percentages do you think they represent? Countries? Yeah, we'll start with where people are listening to us. Oh, God, I'm going to say something that's a continent and I just embarrass myself. I already know. Uh, U.S. Okay, they're number one right now. What do you think their percentage is? Out of 100. Um... Usually out of 100. <laughs> are, we to, are we allowed to swear? No. Um, 52% is from the U.S. and a... Okay, it's 68%. Okay, that's that's pretty close. That's pretty close. Okay, who's our number two listening audience? Where are they based from? Who's our number two? Australia? It is Australia. (laughs) It is Australia. (laughs) I was so scared that that was a continent. I don't know anything about about geography unless it's it's like Star Wars geography. What what is the listening uh, percentage of Australia? So we're at what sixty? Would you say sixty? Sixty-eight for USA. Twenty-one. Pretty close this time, Jay. Eighteen percent of okay. our listeners are okay. based in Australia. I want to give a big shout out to the Toy Power Podcast, fellas, because I think it's just them listening on repeat in uh, several devices, giving us the extra ticks. And lastly, Jay, what do you think is our number three country and the percentage? It's got to be Canada, dude. Has to be Canada. Has it, to be. It is Canada. Yeah. And, and what is the percentage? Eleven. That doesn't add up to hundred, but that's okay. You get no. the idea. Well, there's like fifteen countries. It's lower than eleven. Canada's uh, five. Six percent. I'm so disappointed. Six percent of our listening audience is based in Canada. So it's the it's the U.S. <laughs> We're crushing it in America. We've made it yeah. now. We've made it now. Do you know where people are listening to us on the podcast? What are the number two spots, do you think? Uh, it's not YouTube. No, on the podcast side, just the audio side. Uh, iTunes? Apple Podcasts is number one with 77%. The lion's share of people are listening on Apple Podcasts. Any it's, idea what number two is? All the coolest people have iPhones, man. That's just the way she goes, right? That's hey, no goes. brand loyalty. We're brand agnostic. Isn't that what we say? iPhone. What's the number um, two platform are we, you think? Are we on Spotify? We are. Spotify is number two with 12%. Yeah. Okay. So those two make up almost 90%. All right. The question that you'll never get right, gender. How is our listening audience split by gender, do you think? That's easy. That's easy. <laughs> it's probably like 99% guys. <laughs> it's 94% male, 4% female, 2% unspecified. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of dudes. (laughs) Scott said more Canadians need to listen. Jordan says 6%, just like our beer. That's how many people in Canada listen to us. Jordan's favorite beer is Tecate, if I recall correctly. I've always been fascinated by that picture of Jordan with that butterfly in his head. There There you go. It's because he's one with the force. Jordan, that just landed on you? It was the right place at the right time, or what? No, he coaxed it over by acting like Bib Fortuna. His favorite character. <laughs> All right, let's talk age. Where what is the age demographics? Do you think of our of our podcast? There Easy. is Easy. five categories that I've got here that are represented. Sure. So there's eighteen to twenty two. What's the percentage? Uh, pretty low. Eighteen to twenty two. Uh, four percent. Two percent. Two percent. Twenty three to twenty seven. Ten. Two percent. Two percent. Yeah, it's definitely going to be forty-year-olds listening to this. Hundred percent. Twenty-eight to thirty-four. Two percent. Two percent, Jeff. Making things up. You're not even reading anything. I, I, what's in the briefcase? Crackers. You're playing Warcraft. You're not even looking at anything. <laughs> I'm looking for a group of Warcraft. Leave me alone. All right, thirty-five to forty-four. These are your oh. big 1980 superhero kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's the hero demographic that's uh 
94%. That's 85%. There. Oh, so close. <laughs> so close. And the last category, 45 to 59. Nobody? 8%, Jay. 8%. Oh, wow. We are firmly stuck with a male audience based in the U.S. between the ages of 35 and 44. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us, apparently, on Apple Podcasts. Some of you, 1 in 10 or so, on Spotify. That's pretty cool. Uh, we've got a bunch of questions, and we have one more topic that I that I want to get to. Let's, let's get to the topic first, and we'll see what happens with the questions. Um, it's a big question, Jay. And this is one that we go back and forth on, I, I think, a little bit when we're kind of looking at our collections and we're talking about, oh, what do we want to get? What don't we want to get? And that is the question of, is it better because it's rare? Mm. When you find out that something is rare or you're doing research or or you hear that this version of a figure is rare, does it make the figure better or more collectible or more desirable? I, I think it does for me, yeah. It just, uh, everyone wants to uh, have that piece that they can show off and that they're proud of. And it takes a lot of effort usually to find something like this. So it's quite an achievement. Um, I mean, honestly, like you, you're in love with the blank, but I've never heard you talk about Madonna ever. Right. So I think that's a case there where it's, we just can get that figure. I mean, she looks cool with the mask and all that, but you know what I mean? So I think that's, that's a good example. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it gives, I think it gives you something to go for. And I think it's always important to have these like fence posts, these goals that you're, you're trying to find. And when you come across it, man, it's really cool. I always think the grails are better when they're personal. Like, yeah. oh, I really want to get that, you know, that superpower Superman back in my collection because that was a fun figure or, yeah. you know, X thing. And and sometimes these nostalgic figures that we want are, you know, high in value just because they're, you know, 30, 40 years old. But, you know, would you say something like Ken Masters, the blue one, that's the, the Street Fighter playset uh, Dragon Fortress, right? something like that. Is that like going to make you feel the same way as, you know, Night Force Tunnel Rat? I don't think so. Because if, here's the thing, right? Excuse me. It could be low production, right? There could be a small amount of numbers for that figure, place it or whatever. But if nobody wants it, nobody cares, right? So let's, come on. You got to be a little uh, braggy here, right? So it's like, if if someone doesn't want it and a lot of people aren't interested in the item, who, who are you going to tell, right? No one's going to care. So yeah so is it about then being able to say that i got this figure and let other people know does does that help with it for you not in a rubbing it in kind of way but it's like i like people to know that yeah you know okay so that guy is willing to go to those lengths to get that i mean this is what my career is right doing things like that so um yeah but I've never, like I've said, I never had an ego, never been one to rub things in. But yeah, it's if it's something that people don't want, then I don't usually tend to go for it. Right. Jordan's chiming in one more time. He says, yes, because it's rare, it's better. But he really likes the unusual stuff, not just the super rare things. A rare fig of a common or well-known character isn't fun for me. If it's really odd, like King Doc, I'm in. And is, Jordan, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's from the Bones line that you like right mm. i think that's what he what he's referring to um and i i yeah. again i like it when there's a story to it for sure i don't like it when it's just rare for the sake of rare and there isn't enough information to go on it and i think you know you can get into wonder bread he-man territory with that it's like okay we're starting to get more evidence about what this wonder bread special edition he-man is but we don't quite have everything figured out yet like why it was brown and why was it exclusive and why there was a mail away component to it and what some of the industry side decisions were about that. We kind of can get back to that point and say, yes, Mattel had these figures. They identified it as an alternate He-Man, but why it was an alternate He-Man to begin with, we still don't know. So, and Jordan's con- confirming that yes, King Doc is from Jeff Smith's phone. Um, yeah. I mean, I, if I may, I, I've never been may. one into collecting like, um, variants and stuff like that i don't know how you feel about that kind of stuff but there's a lot of these rare figures are variants right so they're tend to be more sought after that kind of stuff i don't care about i care more about the low printed yeah uh, but what about something like blue snaggletooth 
that's a variant, right? Because I mean, it, it, it's a production error variant or Vinyl Cape Jawa. You know, like these aren't yeah. like. Well, is it a variant though? It's it's a well, it's, a, it's the same character. It's a redo though of the, it's it's like a complete redo of the character. I can see that the Jawa sure Snaggletooth. I think they just really just screwed the pooch on that one, and they just had to be like, oh, okay, so he's a short guy, so let's fix that. Tommy says, I don't think it's an ego thing when you get a rare figure. You just want to share the experience with others, which is cool. Uh, Jordan is talking about the weird pinback Hoth Luke as well. I'm not familiar with that. Jay, do you know what that is? Pinback Hoth Luke. No. Jordan. Jordan, type up your essay and we'll, we'll read it on, on air, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other weird examples. I mean, of course, Yak Face is a really you know rare figure. Again, low production run. So I think that's a little bit cooler of a story. It's not like... It's not like, um, you know, a figure that had like two left feet or something like that, or or like right, almost like the straight arm Joes, right? They're a little bit more rare because of the first version, and then they changed the whole production run. But that's like the the yak face, how in different parts of the world, like the Canada card right. is different from the European card, right? So that's a super variant in. Uh... Well, even the flag, right? The flag in <clears throat> Canada had the Canadian flag on it, yeah. so that's a variant. And boy, if you're going after Joe variant stuff. You've got to get the Canadian flag just to add that version. Wow. Well, you got to do that with all of them because a lot of my childhood Joe vehicles have the Canadian flag yeah. on it, right? That's just what they came with. But yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's a lot of fun. Like you've been chasing the blank from Dick Tracy since we were kids. And I think, you know, you're on the trail to getting one now. And it's exciting. Oh, right? I don't want to talk about it, dude. Like it's just, it's an <laughs> exciting adventure. And, and it's, it's something to, uh, just show off in your collection and i think it's super exciting well with that let's get to some of our questions of course if you want to submit a question or even a topic you can join us on patreon we're also going to join a site called buy me a coffee which is similar to patreon but it's set up more as a la carte so you can buy the bonus episodes directly right there for i think a dollar but patreon it's more of a membership subscription you get kind of to be in the inner circle you get to be on the show you get to submit topics and whatnot i'm going to bring on one of our patreon backers right now nathan has joined us so let me add him to the stream right here hey there's nathan how you doing buddy hey pretty good how are you guys not too bad not too bad thanks for joining us for the q a uh, i'm going to jump right to your question we've got a lot of them but you wanted to see uh, us talk about how to check condition of an item if we're new to collecting and uh, what what how do you know what a good price is for an item based on condition uh, as you say you're new to collecting and you didn't know what how to check all this so what resources do we use is that a good summation of, of what you're looking for yeah, that's a that's a good summary of it. Um, you know, just with eBay prices and uh, not really knowing kind of how to determine that, um, you know, I don't want to get taken advantage of. So I want to know what you guys use and how you guys determine that. Sure, Jay, what are what are some of the resources that you like to go to? If it's if you're talking about figures, Nathan, or are you talking about games? Uh, figures, figures. Um, I usually do an average price on eBay for something. Um, I always check items sold, not what's listed, because just because it's listed doesn't mean it's going to sell, right? So I always check items sold, and I kind of try and average it out. For me, and this is not the proper way to be, so don't take this advice, but for me, money has never been an issue as far as, like, it, if that's the obstacle for me to get that figure, that's not much of an obstacle. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if, sense. It's, if it's something that I really want, uh, and Rob and I talked about this a few episodes ago, you know, if it's something that I haven't seen, I'm willing to maybe take one with the card back bent or creased. If it's like something I'm never going to see again. Uh, but if it's something like the Luke that, you know, I've been having fun with the Luke Skywalker videos, um, I'll keep trying until I get a good one kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, to echo that, I, I really do go through a lot of eBay sold listings. I belong to a number of collector groups on Facebook as well. And without even really trying to see what some of the trends are, after being in some of these groups for you know a month or two, you get to see a lot of the same kind of big figures come up or common figures come up. And you get to see kind of a, a, a barometer for at least what people are asking for. A lot of these, you know, groups are really cool when it comes to communication too. So you could always just ask them, "Hey, what do you think a, a fair price on something like this is?" So the the best thing is just to reach out and and ask people what what they think and and where to go for that. Okay, cool, cool. So Jordan has chimed back in here now. Um, 
I had a, a raw brown card back Hoth Luke with a very crude vacuum sealed bubble. The entire card was covered in tiny perforation known as a pinback to make the vacuum bubble technology work. And it was apparently a grocery store chain exclusive in Western Canada. I sold it for a lot of dough, but it's considered worthless by many. So that's like, you know, like yeah. a figure on a different package, which is, you know, an interesting thing. It's like some of those like 33 backs versus, you know, 52 backs. But this is a completely different card. Like my exclusive rare Lando figure signed by Billy D. Williams. <clears throat> it's not licensed. It is. It's, it's not it's licensed. A Lando card. It doesn't say Star Wars anywhere on it. It does. It says right on the back. It says Star Wars. Buddy. No, it doesn't. It says Star Wars. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I'm the Star Wars, and here we go for Star Wars. <laughs> oh, it's so irritated. And then, and then Billy D just took like the power of the Force Lando and freaking put it on his own. Card no, it's back. a brand new figure. It's his new figure. No, it's not. It's uh, not. Okay, more questions from more Patreon backers. Bill asks, would you spend money towards new, uh, a new release high-end premium figure like a Hot Toy or Sideshow, or would you rather use that money for uh, retired figures selling well above the price? In other words, the set figure you came across wasn't the one you were looking for, but it'd be killer to have, or do you want, or would you just get like a premium figure that you really wanted badly? So I think Bill's talking about the discovery you know, of something really cool, but maybe it's not ideal, but you're right there to see it versus saving for something that, you know, you can get later. That's a tough one. Um, if you're talking like specifically hot toys, I don't do that. I, I had a couple. I bought three. I had Luke, Kylo Ren, and Finn. For some reason, I don't know why I bought Finn. But um, they're like two, $300 each. I think Kylo was like 400 And our good buddy Peter collects these and it's just yeah. like, I can't go down this road, man, 400 bucks for one figure. I mean, they're gorgeous. They have the same kind of fabric they do in the movie and blah, blah, blah. Um, I would rather put that towards something vintage, to be honest. Sure. I, I would for sure. Uh, Danny's chiming. I didn't realize there's so many differences in vintage masters of the universe figures until I joined some Facebook groups. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, pixel Dan's got a great video on the Leo fakers or the Leo figures that are coming out of India and Leo Faker in particular uh, is a really cool figure. Cause he's actually got like a bandit mask on him compared oh, to cool. standard issue Faker. And there's a few other kind of instances. So check out pixel Dan's video on, on Leo masters figures. If you want to see some really cool variant, like niche collecting type stuff, it's, it's pretty cool to see all that stuff. Uh, Tim wants to know, or rather, he says, I'd like to gripe about shipping from huge companies such as Amazon and Walmart. Also, the exclusives per store. Now, Jay, is your video up now and everything about what's going on with your Luke Skywalker? Yep, it's all done. Yeah. Yep. So, and if you go back and watch some episodes, I, I played a small part in that narrative trying to help you out getting a Luke figure. I mean, I see tons of Walmart crappy shipping stuff all the time. Like... Yeah, uh, brutal. I think Tim's specifically talking about Amazon, <clears throat> which was the issue I had where they just don't know what they're doing. And I guess the way Amazon works is everything comes down on conveyor belts and they get dropped into these big bins that go to different areas of the warehouse, depending on where the stuff's being shipped. So you have like a little Luke Skywalker figure that's completely fragile. And then you have like DVD and Blu-ray box sets and things like that dropping on top of it all into these big bins, right? Um, and all I was saying in my video was, you know, if you're going to be in the collector's market, um, if the Luke Skywalker has a wonky eye or the card back is creased, you should say that in the listing instead of giving us a stock photo. And yeah. man, learn how to ship your stuff. Like my Storm Shadow came in a bubble mailer, man. I was like, yeah. what? I mean, like, stuff is crammed in boxes that doesn't really fit it. There's no care. There's no attention to detail there's obviously no knowledge of you know these going to collectors they think it's just a toy for a kid or something regardless of the price that we end up paying for it so yeah uh neil's even chiming in now saying amazon a bunch of jokers with their shipping uh 100 uh, scott's yeah. chiming into the last two figures from amazon came in bubble mailers which you know obviously don't do anything at this point i think the bubble mailers are actually damaging the stuff that's coming in there because if it would just came with a shipping label slapped on the figure it might actually arrive better um matt wants to know uh, what are your thoughts on the star wars retro collection i'm a huge fan of the classic reproductions and have even pre-ordered the first wave of mandalorian figures done in this style jay what do you think about these retro throwbacks kind of uh echoing the the 70s and 80s vintage kenner figures are you a fan of them yeah yeah, yeah what do you think 
I think they're cool. I bought the two Lukes, the New Hope Luke and the Bestman Luke they had, and I bought Boba Fett because I found them. Um, I think they're really cool, and they put a big retro sticker on it, so everyone was like crapping their pants, like, oh, you know, people are going to try and pass these off. You know right away that it's not a vintage Star Wars figure. But Hasbro is doing a good job in giving us pretty much what we want. So you have a six-inch Star Wars, a vintage collection Star Wars, a retro Star Wars. It's like whatever you want, they've given you. And I really like that. They're doing that with G.I. Joe as well. Nathan, have you seen these new retro figures that, they're, that they've released and hit the shelves? Do you have any thoughts on them? Yeah, I have. Um, I actually kind of like them. Um, my wife and I were uh, toy shopping this weekend, and we got to see a few of them. And um, uh, they're cool. I, I, I like the, the more vintage stuff from the 80s better. But, um, you know, I, I guess that's just kind of nostalgia talking. But um, I think uh, I think they've done a, a really good job with those figures. Um, I think they've made the uh, playability with them a little bit better and um, uh, they're not as fragile. <laughs> so especially the GI Joes, um, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. I think where I come in on these things is they're cool, but do I want them bad enough? Yeah. Like I like them. I don't plan on collecting a whole line of them. I saw the Mando wave one stuff. I'm like, okay, maybe <clears> I'll <throat> stick to this, but then it's like, I'm already getting some, you know, three and three quarter Mando stuff because, of course, I backed the Razor Crest, and I'm collecting Black Series now. So now I'm getting six six inch as well. But it's like, uh, okay, I, do I need this third kind of place to have this stuff? Other other lines I can rationalize it like Turtles, where we have the movie stuff, the cartoon stuff, and the vintage. But because I'm not deep enough into Star Wars, and I and I I'm holding myself back very particularly. Because I don't want to take that massive plunge, um, it's it's just not like a must-have for me right now. But although I did like it, that I could get that whole wave and all those you know core characters right away without too much hassle. And yeah. they haven't made it too expansive either, so they just pretty much I think it's five figures in each wave, and it's yeah. just the main main characters, right? So they don't even have R two and three PO. It's just right. like the main main characters. Last question, guys, and then we're going to move on to figure spotlight. Scott wants to know, do we have any toy regrets, any bad trades or figures that were lost? And quickly, Jacqueline says she like she agrees with Nathan <coughs> on the 80 stuff, and she would totally do the Mando stuff, though, maybe. Mine would be my famous story, infamous story, about my cousins getting my He-Man. I love my cousins, clearly, but... My mom gave away all my six-inch stuff, so my He-Mans, my Sectars, all the bigger stuff went to my cousins. And the He-Man stuff, I'm not even close to even what I was at before. The Sectars, I've completed, but I do regret that. I guess, so you know what? I, I can't really say I regret it. It wasn't really my choice. She kind of said, one of these has to go. Do you want it to be Joe's Transformers? I'm like, no, get rid of those guys. Sure. Danny's chiming in. He, say, he can say firsthand that Walmart Associates just assume that toys and figures that you order are for kids and that they'll be opening in sure. a store of 300, maybe five associates look at toys, possible collectibles, not just product. Nathan, any uh, tragic toy stories? <laughs> yeah. So when, when I was a kid, um, I used to have funerals for all my GI Joes that, uh, uh <laughs> so did I, do. I ended up killing off in battle and, um, uh, I would bury them out in the, uh, the garden and then <laughs> I would lose them all. And, uh, my, my mom would have to buy me brand new GI Joes all the time. And, um, so yeah, I, I've had a, a few figures that, uh, I've lost that I, I kind of regret that I, I, I wish I had never buried them. <laughs> so, yeah, that makes sense. Jacqueline, I know she gave us a comment. You also gave us a little frowny face. Help us out with a thumbs up or a heart. Come on. What are we doing here? Why are you giving us an angry reaction face on Facebook? Help us out. Um, I've got a bunch of tragic uh, Toy Stories. I, <clears throat> I'm going to go with one that's a little bit more recent, and that's uh, making action figure adventure. We had to acquire a ton of toys to shoot for cutaways. And the fact that I had to get rid of them because I couldn't afford to keep them, it was buy them and then basically trade them in and get cash for them to help offset the difference really sucked because when you watch the series and you see all the toys that we cut away to some of it are jays and some of it are mine that are part of our collection and some of them we, we were able to get lent but i spent a lot of money uh for the production yeah. buying toys that we had to then ship off um and a lot of stuff that was really cool to revisit again from my childhood that i wish i had but i just i couldn't hang on to it because you know you got to 
you got to kind of pick and choose your, your battles when it comes to that stuff. It's, uh, Scott's actually in the chat, and me and him were chatting the other day about that, and I said uh, he's collecting uh, the motion picture stuff, and I was commenting about how the, the villains for that line are the hard ones to get. And I just kind of said, you know, you can't, you can't get it all, man, you know? So yeah. I, I'm with you there, Rob. You can't, you can't keep everything. You can't have everything. It's just the way it is. Well, that'll do it for this week's questions. Nathan, I want to thank you for stopping <coughs> by and uh, chiming in uh, on some of these answers and, of course, submitting some questions as well. We're going to let you go as we get to our action figure spotlight, though. Cool, brother? Thanks, guys. I appreciate Take it. Take care, dude. See cool. you again. Bye, guys. All right. So action figure spotlight. This is my favorite part of every show, I think, because the pressure's off. We don't have to have any witty answers, of course. Three, five. What? Six, ten. You always make me go first, and I've got my pile over here. I want to see what yours is because you didn't actually tell me this week, and usually you kind of hint at what you've got. So okay, so you have a bunch, or do you just have one? I just have one. So through okay. Scott's great uh, Canadian action figure group that he has on Facebook, I was able to secure the third Endor piece that I needed. Ah, uh, Han. So I don't want to get the reflection there. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a really great likeness to uh there we go harrison ford and sorry about the glare guys oh it's good right now i'm gonna shoot this guy tomorrow but uh from what i understand the trench coat comes off and he has his uh return of the jedi outfit underneath um so they did this year really felt like the 40th for return of the jedi which it wasn't it's for empire but we got a lot of great return of the jedi figures him uh luke and leia and their indoor fatigues so yeah i'm super pumped to check this one out Cool. Well, over here, I've, as you know, I've got a pile for everybody to the show. I make Jay pick a number and I pick that figure from the pile. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six here. Um, I did get one new figure since our last episode. So pick a number between one and six. Three, one, two, three. Okay. So this is actually a figure that's not a Masters of the Universe figure. No, it's not. Yeah, I know. This is really get crazy. Out of town. It's. It's a rare thing for me not to have a He-Man figure of some iteration. This is a figure that I've been after for a long time. And it's really cool that I have it. It's not on card. And I don't know if you'll know it or not. So let me just show you. What? <laughs> there it is. What? what? You were going to tell me about this. Uh, well, I've been saving it for the show, brother. Get I've been saving it for the show. So you're sending me these auction links for what? To, to <laughs> clever little ruse that you're trying to pull on me? Man, yeah, that's so everybody that's listening, the silence was Jay gasping for air as I hold up the blank. Now, Jay, right now you don't see any accessories, <clears throat> uh, but I do have them. I have both the case and oh. the pistol here. So it is complete. The mask does remove. <gasps> is that Madonna? Oh, no, my it's, God. It's Warren Beatty. It's just a really awkward sculpt. Um, <laughs> Spoilers. But, yeah. That's great. Okay. Congratulations to so, the big hero. So, you can see that I seeded some of the topics in here about rarity and adding it to the collection. And you're going on about you've been after the blank for a while. You're you're hot on the trail. Dude, it's it's chemistry. We can't write this stuff. Like, it was just perfect. Setting. It was great. It was great. <laughs> No, oh, congratulations, yeah. man. That's no, I show up friggin' Endor Han. <laughs> this fifty thousand dollar like figure. Get the hell out! I quit this show. I'm not <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a long time coming, and I I can't tell you the feeling of finally getting this figure, and it's just such a cool figure, man. The yeah. Dick Tracy figures aren't like elaborate figures by any means, um, but to see that. That is awesome. Hold, it's just a badass looking figure, period. Can you can you be honest with me right now? Yeah. I want you to be honest with me. Was that honest. really was that really figure number three? Yeah, it was 100 percent Okay. But I'll tell you this. <laughs> you I was gonna, you're I, gonna move it anyway if it wasn't. Yeah, I, I was gonna pick it up anyways, no matter what, but it was yeah. actually figure number three. Oh so. wow. See, oh, yeah. my 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 rare radar is going off. There you go. It's just going off. I'm getting some congratulations from Neil, from from Tommy, from Bill, from Scott. Okay, what about Endor Han? Like, does anyone care? So that'll do it for another episode of the Jay and Rob Toy Screw you guys. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Any last thoughts, Jay? 
Uh, I just, I'm, I'm humbled by the messages daily. I'm glad everyone's liking Action Figure Adventure. Um, we put a lot of work into it and we're continuing to do work. So thank you guys for watching and supporting us. And remind um, us, where yeah. can people find you on the social medias in the world? How do we get in touch with you? I, keep I don't have any clever nicknames. My name's just Jay. Just Jay Bartlett, man. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But there's two um, of you on YouTube. Which one are you? YouTube is my personal toy channel. Uh, there is a slightly more popular Jay Bartlett, although I'm gaining on him. Oh, uh, He's an exorcist. That's not me. So it's the one who's got the G.I. Joe explosion in the background. That's me. Oh, that's you. Because I keep going to watch your videos and I get tripped up. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 Plus, I he doesn't you. look like me. So there's. Yeah, there's but sometimes, you know, yeah. I haven't had the coffee and I just. I Sometimes I kind of don't want to see you. So I thought maybe I will just click on the other one. I actually subbed to him the other day just to see what he's doing. So. Oh, did you really? Yeah. And I'm going to say. I unsubbed from you and subbed to him. One thing before we go, I got to say this. I just got to say this. For all you people out there that are shaming Boba Fett because he's gained weight, I'm like... I haven't. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I guess it's some sort of big reveal. I haven't seen it yet. I don't want to do any super, spoilers. Super so. annoying. But uh, people get older, guys. They don't look like they did when they're 20. I don't know, that just really bugged me. Yeah, I just, just watch Nintendo Quest and then watch us here. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, we're we're a bunch of retro <laughs> dust. <laughs> All right, yeah. thanks for watching. You can find me on Twitter and on TikTok at Rob McZob. Uh, we appreciate it as always. Thanks for taking the time for these live streams. We love all the interaction. Check us out, of course, on Patreon if you want to become a member. And again, we're going to set up something else uh, called Buy Me a Coffee if you want to check us out there too. Uh, but as we always end these episodes, for the love of toys, take care of yourself <laughs> and each other. <laughs> <laughs>